Blog Talk Radio. After a rough weekend against the Diamondbacks, this new prospect can revitalize our offense. Hello, Diamond Back Nation. Welcome back to the Rattle Up Podcast. My name is Blake, joined by my co-host Chris today. Summer just started. Uh, it's May the 24th. I got off school yesterday, so I'm hyped for the summer. It's going to be cool. Uh, Chris, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I also got out of school yesterday, so it's going to be a mm-hmm. nice summer of Diamondbacks baseball, hopefully. Yeah, and actually, I didn't realize this, but last week, the Diamondbacks... Uh, Drop their summer pass, which is basically it's a hundred bucks for the whole for the whole rest of this rest of the home games for the entire season. So I picked picked up a couple of those because I mean, think about it. It's only a hundred bucks. Say you only go to five of those games. That's still like a decent deal. You're getting twenty. That's like tw- tickets are already like twenty bucks or something like that, and you're basically getting that for for free. And you can go to any game you want at, 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 uh, throughout the entire season, and you just pull it up on your phone and you get, you get the tickets right like that. So yeah. I got it last year too, and yeah, it's it's a really good deal, honestly. But I mean, then again, if during the summer they're just trying to fill seats, honestly, uh, because it's better to have cheap cheap tickets than not selling a ticket at all. So that's that. So we're gonna get into some Diamondbacks news. Uh, a pretty rough week uh, in the past week. It it was just it was kind of the lowest point of the season. Actually, Diamondbacks got swept for the first time this year, which. In late May isn't uh, that's pretty good for the first time getting swept. But then again, if you look at the if you look at the series and look at the series before that against the Giants, it was just it just was not good. Um, we'll get into a quick uh, score score recap here, then we'll break it down more uh, in the second segment. So yeah, the Diamondbacks over their past two series, they only went um, they only went one and five. Uh, they, you know, they, they lost two or three of the Giants, and they lost two of, or they lost all three to the Padres. They were only able to tally five total runs in that three-game series against the Padres. And sure, you can say Petco Park is a pitcher's park or whatever, but I mean, five runs in, th- in a three-game series is not very good at any, you know, in any major league uh, against any major league team in any major league ballpark. Yeah, and. Uh... In that stretch, we lost five straight games, and we're playing one of the teams we lost to twice again this weekend. So uh, hopefully it doesn't repeat. Yeah. Diamondbacks, I believe they're making their first uh, journey to uh, San Francisco uh, to, starting tonight and then games over this weekend. Both of those weekend games are uh, 105 start times. And it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, so uh, Jimmy Scherfe got optioned down after last night's game. Or after uh not last night yeah it was a, it was a couple of games ago yeah and yeah, that was to make room uh for right-handed pitcher Taylor Clark who was actually scheduled to uh, make his second ever major league start on Saturday against the Giants which is tomorrow Robbie uh, Robbie Robbie Ray goes tonight and this is pretty much after Zach Godley had two terrible uh I, would, I you can call him starts he only went like two innings in both of them but. Yeah, he just has not he just has not shown his ability to get to get outs and and keep the run, uh, run count low. He's just yeah he's just been really struggling. His game against the uh, I think it was against the Giants. 
Yeah, it was against the Giants. Uh, yeah, he had, against the Giants. Yeah, he had, he had to go three and a third innings, but he gave up four runs, two uh, two walks, only three strikeouts, he had six hits. Um, to really a Giants team that is just not good at all. I mean, sure you have guys like Posey and Bell too and Crawford, but I mean the the Giants is they're basically just a bunch of old aging veterans. Joe Panic is nothing like his former self. Steven Nagar is is a I mean he's like maybe like their their brightest spot honestly. Uh, Buster Posey and Brandon Bell, Evan Longoria and Brandon Crawford, all four of those guys are just declining veterans who maybe have a couple good, decent years left, but after that, they're just not going to be that good. Kevin Pillar can't hit at all. I mean, you have guys like Mac Williamson is in the outfield. And then, yeah, in that Giants game, uh, was this the one with, with uh, Pablo Sandoval? Or no, that was the, uh, which one was that? That was, that was the series finale where Pablo Sandoval hit a, had a, like a, uh, was a, he had a go ahead home run in the top of the 10th inning. So yeah, that was not good to see, but yeah. So Taylor Clark is going to getting his, uh, his second go around at starting against the giants uh, after he had his first start against the Rays. He gave up two runs in six innings there. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. Uh, Dup- uh, Dupontier was already optioned down, so it wasn't going to be him, but yeah, Taylor Clark, uh, hopefully he can continue off his, uh, off his first performance and Dilbert a good one again against the giants. And hopefully, the offense can actually do something because at this rate, we're going to need to uh, let zero runs for a chance to win. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that can turn around considering it is against the giants and we did score decent against them last weekend, but uh, I, I think Clark can have it be pretty good and shut him down a little. And uh, our offense is probably going to bounce back and chase. I mean, they're probably going to back bounce against Back, bounce back against the Giants. Yeah, but uh, and also there was the Wilmer Flores injury in San Diego. He was placed on the 10-day IL with a uh, foot injury, and he's out. I think it was said indefinitely. So with Wilmer Flores and his in- injury history, uh, who knows how long Zach that's going to last? I don't think he was doing that great this year anyway. But still, that's that's he hit with his utility. You, you never want to see that happen. So anyway, uh, but some uh, some really good news out of triple-A Reno. Uh, first baseman slash third baseman Kevin Crone is reportedly being called up. The Dimebacks have not announced it officially, but it's pretty much uh, just taken for a fact that Kevin Crone is going to be making his major league debut this weekend against San Francisco. Might, uh, I don't know if he got, I don't think he's gotten called up yet, so I don't know if he'll make his debut tonight, uh, but definitely he will at some point. Um, yeah, this weekend, he is a right-handed bat uh, 6'5", 250, so he's a big dude. He actually went to Mountain Point High School in Phoenix, and Mountain Point High School, bro, Scott Kingery, Cole Tucker, and now Kevin Crone. They have just, they have loads of guys coming out of there, out of Ahwatukee. I'm going to, I'm going to look up their uh, uh, Wikipedia page to see if they have any, any other uh, alumni, but um, oh yeah, CJ Crone also went there, who is, that's, that's his, uh, that's his brother who currently plays for the Minnesota Twins, and he's pretty good too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mountain Point High School—they're producing all all these prospects, and, and so are a lot of the uh, a lot of the. Uh, what was where did where did Libertory go? Mountain Ridge. Yeah, all these. Yeah, all these like Scottsdale. Yeah, you went where I go. Oh yeah, he went. Yeah, yeah. Arizona is becoming the next uh, Florida, California of baseball. I feel because there, there's a lot yeah, of good high school. Yeah. And Nolan Gorman, who also went in the first round, went to a yeah. high school like 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I don't know if you didn't, if you didn't know this, uh, uh, Manny Ramirez's son, uh, I don't remember what his name is, but he goes to, I think he goes to Yavapai Community College. So, yeah, there's a, definitely a lot of young talent in high school in, uh, in Arizona. And those, watch out in five years. There's going to be a lot of guys coming, filtering in to the, ma- to the major leagues from there. But yeah, Kevin Crone drafted in the third round of the 2011 draft out uh, by the Seattle Mariners. And then, uh, but he did not sign then. He went actually to TCU and he got uh, drafted by the D-backs in the 14th round. So yeah, he, he got drafted out of high school, but he didn't sign. But now as a 26-year-old, he's been on the 40-man for a while, and now he's going to finally be able to get his uh, shot at the majors. Now, we told you, uh, I don't know if I, we said it, but he is currently leading the minor league, the, in the entire minor leagues, not just AAA, not just like AA or like the, whatever, but the entire minor leagues in home runs and RBIs. And you might say, oh, that's just one staff, but Listen to his flash line, 339, 437, and, and 800 for a, an OPS of over 1,200. You might just say, oh, it's just a few games. He's played 44 games. He's had pretty much 200 uh, play appearances. I mean, the dude, it, it, he can hit major league pitching. Because, like, I mean, it, when you're in – AAA pitching is pretty much just, like, 4A players. So, basically, it would be, like, the back end of your bullpen. So, he's not – obviously, he's not going to hit th- uh, 340 with tw- – with a home run every other game in a in the majors, but he's going to put up really solid numbers, similar to kind of what to what Christian Walker has put up this year, but hopefully not as many strikeouts. Only struck out a, a 33 times in 165 at bats with the, with a uh, walk to strikeout ratio of pretty dang close to one. So I am extremely excited. Last year he only hit, or the last two years he's hit around 25 uh, and, tw- and 22 home runs. And that was in a full 500 at bat. So, and he are, he's pretty much already almost matched that through less than 50 games. So, I mean, he is on an absolute tear. And you, sure, you can say, oh, Reno's just is just a is just a slugfest. But, I mean, he's been getting yeah, he's been getting a lot. Yeah, yeah. Last Reno's Tuesday definitely, was definitely a slugfest with the 25 runs. Oh yeah. Oh, and yes, and Yasmani Tomas had a uh, four home run game. So, I mean, he's I don't think he's on the 40 man roster anymore. So, I really doubt he's going to be in the majors, but maybe I think they were trying to build as much, much trade value for him as possible. But yeah, there's uh, so yeah, Reno is definitely yeah, but just no going to trade for a minor leaguer with that contract. Yeah, that's true. Unless it's like, unless the Dimebacks will like agree to like take a, a large chunk of the salary, which I think this is, this is the last year of his deal. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I believe this is the last year of his deal. And then we'll be finally left the hook on that. I'm pretty sure you guys, Monty Tomas is making the second most amount of money on, on anyone anyone on the roster and he's not even on the 40 man. So that's a, uh, that's interesting, but yeah, I'm ext- ext- extremely excited for Kevin Crone. Now this does bring up a debate. Now, where's say, where's Kevin Crone going to play? Because you have Eduardo Escobar at third who, uh, you know, Escobar is the everyday third baseman and you have Christian Walker at first who has been in a slump recently. Uh, but I mean, you look at what he's done throughout the entire season. I don't think they're just going to just give him no at bats. What I'm thinking is, is, they're, they're definitely going to find a way for all three of those guys to play. Now, again, Wilmer Flores got injured, so injured. So what you can do, we actually have seen this this year. You move Eduardo Escobar over to second, and then you can put Kevin Crone at third base right there, which is where he's been playing this uh, this year. Now, sure, he might not be the greatest defender, but whatever. But I mean, if you're hitting a home run every one of every two games, I don't, I don't care if you're if you make zero plays out there. If you if you hit the way he's hitting, I, I mean. Who, who, I mean, who really cares about defense at that point? 
Yeah, in uh, 2018, he played more games at third than first, and uh, he only had six errors in 57 games, which isn't great, but it's not terrible either. And uh, hmm. he had a 954 fielding percentage at third. Yeah, I mean, he's no Matt Chapman, honestly. Like, let's be honest, but he, he, I think he'll be just fine over there at third, and he can also play first, too. So maybe if Christian Walker ever gets, ever gets injured or he's, or he's needs an off day, or simply put it, Christian Walker is just keeps keeps continuing on the slump he's in right now. You could just, you know, maybe use Walker as a as a bench bat on some days and then some days you put Crone on the bench. I mean, there's just there's a lot of versatility with that. And that's good that there you have too much talent uh in, at first base and third base but that instead of too little. Uh because yeah, because now you have three guys who you can plug in at the, at the corners. And yeah, you can move Escobar to second, you can put Marte in center field, you still have Dyson you can put me in the outfield. You still have Swihart, who's uh, he's really only played the outfield so far, but he can, you know, he's shown that he can play third base and second base, and he can also catch too in an emergency. So the D-backs definitely have a lot of versatility with with their whole team, um, shifting they can shift guys all over the infield and and, and outfield too. So yeah, um, but I'm very excited for Kevin Crone to uh, make his debut. I don't know if they have okay, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't have a. I'm going to check fan graphs uh, real quick, look at his predictions. But, yeah, uh, anything else you want to say about Kevin Crone? Um, he's probably the best. He's definitely the best minor leaguer right now. And uh, in my opinion, just the way he's been putting up stats, not with, like, future potential, but he's, the way he's playing now is the, probably the best one because he's, he's just raking. In 44 games, he has 62 RBIs, which is last season – the entire year he had 97. Um, if he could put up half those numbers in the major leagues, that'd be great because our offense was – it has really good series, and then it's just like the next series it just wants to rest or something. I don't know, but they uh, they can use a bat like him in the lineup. Yeah, and I just looked it up. 62 RBIs in uh, – 62 RBIs in – 44 games that is I actually equates to get uh what's your guess on that what do you mean how many uh rbis in a full season if you put that for 162 games that would be 228 rbis now obviously he's not going to keep that up especially in the major leagues but i mean the record for rbis in a season was hack wilson back in 1930 where he had 191 so i mean that is just that is unbelievable that like he's already on pace. I mean, the last guy to have 160 was Sammy Sosa uh, back in 2001. So, yeah, I mean, he he he's a run he's a run producing uh, slug, slugging machine, and he also what was his on base again? His on base was all the way up there at 4.37. So he definitely knows how to take some pitches. He is going to be a force, and especially I think he can debut against uh, who was I think San Francisco is starting. Starting uh, Drew Pomerantz tonight, Andrew Suarez on uh, Saturday, and then a guy named Sean Anderson, uh, who I never even heard of him, on Sunday. So he can face some good pitching, a couple lefties there, and some righty I've never heard of. Uh, yeah, so I, I bet this is – if you're going to make your debut, this is, a, this is a good time to do it. All right, next segment, we're going to be breaking down the Dimebacks past week, including a really bad uh, – just a really bad uh, series against the Giants and the Padres – We'll we'll catch you back after the break. 
Hey guys, this is Benson from Bucko Booth, also producer here on this show. Just want to make sure you tune in this Saturday, very special edition of Bucko Booth that we have lined up for you. We've got Montana Durapo coming on to the show for an exclusive interview uh, with the Bucko Booth crew. So you want to tune in to hear that. He'll be talking about the opener and his uh his success in the major leagues so far. We're going to be talking about some minor league stuff. Uh, Altoona and Bradenton are off to strong starts. We're going to discuss that. Uh, as well as Nick Kingham. Uh, Pirates need to cut ties with him. Uh, the hashtag DFA Kingham is in full swing, and we tell you why. As well as the uh, the blowouts in the Rockies series, followed by the uh, the blowout win in the final game. How can the Pirates ride the ship heading into this weekend? In a big series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. All this and more. Bucket with Saturday, noon Eastern. See you there. Remember, Montana Rapow is joining us. And welcome back to the show. Last week, the Diamondbacks played a uh, yeah a couple of not great series against both the Giants and the Padres. Uh, Giants series was at home, and the Padres series was in San Diego. Now, I, I don't. I think the way the Giants played in a against the Diamondbacks on the last weekend just shows how good of a manager Bruce Bochy is and how much they're really going to miss him because, I mean, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, what am I trying to say? Yeah, the Giants, if you put them with any other regular manager, they're, they're going to be a like a 110-loss like a, like a team. But Bruce Bochy really knows how to manage. I mean, that guy, it really sucks that he has literally no talent on the roster besides, like, Buster Posey and, like, I mean – an aging Madison Bumgarner, but I mean, he had, he is a, you know, he's a great manager and he was able to use that to his abilities, taking two of three from the Diamondbacks. Now the first game was a seven, nothing actually was a seven, nothing blowout victory. Uh, Merrill Kelly went five and a third in that one, uh, no runs and four strikeouts. And Jimmy Scherfe actually had two scoreless innings in, in there. Jimmy Scherfe has been actually pretty good this year uh, out of the bullpen, but he was his option down. So, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Um, David Peralta went two for three in that game. I'll go ahead. With Merrill Kelly, it seems like he uh, every other game he pitches, he's it's like he's a different guy. Uh, this game he pitched well, and I'm pretty sure his most recent start he didn't do very well at all. And it yeah. just seems like it's been that for the past month because he started off well and then he's just been struggling. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of compare uh, this guy to a lot of people, but. Kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you know the you know the journeyman NFL uh, backup quarterback, it seems that you know what what he so he'll go out he'll go out there he'll be a backup and we'll say uh, I think he last did he, I think he was on the Bucks when the whole uh, Fitz uh, Fitz uh, magic thing happened but so Jameis Winston uh, got injured and then Ryan Fitzpatrick came out there and I think he had like a 400 yard game or something like that he had like an insane game like looking like the best quarterback of all time out there. And then he had, I think he did that for a couple games in a row. And then after that, people, you know, they started to take notice. They said, oh, okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually a good quarterback. Maybe he should be the starter uh, all time. And then he kind of fell back to being an NFL backup quarterback. And that's kind of the same thing with Merrill Kelly. Not obviously, not like the exact same thing, but I mean, I remember he made his, uh, one of his, I think it was his, uh, was it his debut against? No, it was his home debut against the, uh, I guess the Boston Red Sox, he gave up eight runs and only one – he gave up eight innings oh, – not eight runs. Eight innings and only one run allowed. And then after that, he had some shaky starts. And then he's kind of – yeah, he's kind of just been following it with good start, bad start, good start, bad start. So maybe when people 
when he has a lot of expectations, he kind of just he kind of folds under pressure. But when people say, "Oh, he sucks," he sh- you know he's not even a good starter anymore, uh, then he I, actually comes out and he throws five and a third scoreless. I think this is due to the fact he's just this is his first year in the MLB. Maybe at the start he thought just go out and do what you can do, and he pitched really well, and then he, the pressure got to himself, and uh, not because people are taking notice, just because he's probably uh, and I've, I think everyone thought he was doing better than he, he we expected him to. He probably thought that uh, just himself, oh, I need to start doing more, and then he just kind of yeah didn't do better. Same thing with Christian Walker when he went through that original, I think it was a two-for-22 uh, skid, you know, that was when after Jake Lamb got injured and he realized, you know, he had an insane series against against the uh against the Dodgers in that series in that season opener. But after that, he kinda realized like, oh, I'm the everyday first baseman now. Like I'm like the ne- I'm like trying to replace Goldie and I think he put way too much pressure on himself and he started in that skid and maybe and then he he, he uh, rebounded after that and he's been in a terrible slump ever since. But um uh yeah, but I think Merrill Kelly, uh, he did not have a great start against San Diego. We'll get into that more, but uh, definitely some inconsistencies with him. But then again, it is only May, and it, he hasn't pitched uh, – like, this is his first year, uh, year actually in the majors after pitching the last few years in Korea. So we'll see how that turns out. And then on Saturday, the Diamondbacks actually suffered an 8-5 to five loss, as already talked about with Zach Godley. Uh, Madison Bumgarner went 6 and a third, four runs in this one, um, and the Diamondbacks weren't able to really manufacture anything after that. Uh, I mean, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on this one? Um, it was just a rough game. I don't know why Godley started. He's just – he hadn't been doing well at all. And uh, none of our pitchers did well except somehow Bradley. And uh, just losing – giving up eight runs against the Giants and only scoring – not scoring a lot is not a good look, especially considering they are the Giants, even though – Bumgardner did start, who's easily easily their eighth, and he didn't do well. So I don't get why they we couldn't do anything off his ball off their bullpen, but it was a rough game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, the second game actually, David Prolko sat out with a uh, with a uh, with a trap issue. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then I think was this was this the game also that where he. Uh, um, yeah, I think this was also the game. Uh, he'll sat out on the series finale on Friday, so hopefully um, he is okay. I think he said if if there's still a problem in the Giants series, I might be getting an MRI on it, and that would just be a huge blow because David Peralta has been the heart and soul of this offense, and he's been extremely fun to watch this year. So hopefully that shoulder problem doesn't become a nagging injury, and he should be good to go. But yeah, and then in the series finale, uh, Giants did end up pulling this one out in extra innings. I mean, they I mean they were pitching Drew Pomeranz, and then they and then. They weren't able, and the Diamondbacks weren't able to get any anything going off of five Giants relievers. I mean, it, it's just this is one of the games where you're just going to slump and you're just not able to get anything going. Billy manufactured three hits. Uh, they did score two runs, but three hits in, t- in ten innings was not very good. And you can't really fault the pitching for this one. Yeah, sure. Uh, Yoshi Arano did give up that go ahead home run in the top of the uh, in the top of the tenth to Pablo Sandoval, but I mean, Robbie Ray went Robbie Ray went four innings. Uh, two runs and four walks. So he actually ran, ran into a lot of uh, trouble in this one because he just, I mean, I think he he had like a 25, just like tw- it was like a 29 pitch first inning. He didn't allow any runs, but it took him like 29 pitches to get through it. Uh, was, was it 29 or was it 19? I can't remember, but he, he, anyway, he was getting into a lot of pitch count trouble. 
in this one. He had, he, I think he had the bases loaded one time, and he, he was, I think he was up to like 60 pitches after the second inning. So he was only able to go four in this one. Jimmy Scherfe, Jimmy Scherfe, again, two scoreless innings in this one, so maybe he can take notice, uh, people of the pandemic take notice if they ever get an injury in the bullpen. I think Jimmy Scherfe is their guy to be that, uh, kind of that solid middle reliever, kind of like Yohan Lopez was, who also threw a scoreless inning in that game. Um, and Brandon Crawford uh, kind of robbed us of our walk-off in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, yeah, there was that too. Yeah, I forgot about that. But, um, yeah, so that was I – mean, it just always sucks to lose to the Giants because on paper they're such a bad team. But, yeah, as we already talked about, but I think Bruce Bochy just finds them uh, – he really just plays the – he manages very well and he just finds ways for them to win. Moving on to this Padres series, in the, in the series opener, the Diamondbacks got one of their first looks at the – uh, the young uh, right throw, right hand throwing Chris Paddock, and Chris Paddock, my God, he is an absolute stud. He is going to be a very good pitcher for years to come. He's already, I think he's already in Cy Young contention, honestly. Six innings in this one, five hits allowed, only one run, no no walks, and seven strikeouts. He was just eating up Diamondback hitters. Um, they only were able to get one run off of him, and Kirby Yates came in. I think Kirby Yates actually saved every single Kirby Yates saved every single game in this series, and he's been lights out for the. Uh, for the Padres this year, and if they're going to make a playoff push and all that, they're going to need a uh, they're going to need a lights out closer. And I think he's definitely the guy. He already has 20 saves, which I'm just going to check the uh, I'm just going to check the leaderboard real quick. And uh, their entire bullpen did well. They kept us hitless the entire time, and then after Paddock came out. So mm-hmm. if your bullpen, their bullpen's been doing well. Re- did really well, and uh, there's not much you can do when no one can get a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kirby Yates is first in the entire MLB with 20 saves, and Shane Green, also out of Detroit, is a leading is second in leading the American League with 15. That's two guys I did not expect at the top of the save leaderboard, Kirby Yates and Shane Green, but I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess they've been just really working it this year. Kenley Jansen uh, is in, it goes Kenley Jansen, Felipe Vasquez, Will Smith, and Josh Hader, uh, that's total in the National League for uh, that leaderboard. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Kirk, uh, yeah, Kirby Ace has been a lockdown closer for them. And the Diamondbacks really just were not able to get anything going. He was throwing like 97. He also has that deadly splitter, just completely mowing hitters down in the whole series. And in the game on uh, on Tuesday, uh, the, the Padres sent out Matt Strom, and he delivered six innings uh, with, uh, in two-run baseball. And, the, and Zach Greinke had a pretty solid start, seven innings, three runs. And, I mean, he just got hit with a loss because the offense just couldn't get anything going. Dimebacks actually did get more hits than the Padres, but they just literally could not get anything going. Uh, yeah, and then Kirby Yates got another save in this one. Um, they only, yeah, only able to manage five hits. It's just, you're, you're going to go through these slumps every single year where the offense just can't do anything. And it looked like they were just trying to hit. Uh, they were just always trying to go yard in every pitch. They're actually their only two runs came from solo shots, uh, but they just it just looks like they're just overthinking it. This was kind of the problem last year and also in 2017. I think I think they're overthinking it and they're trying to do too much at the plate and they're just not getting any results. Yeah, and uh, I think it, we're kind of running out of time, so I think we should probably move into our last game of the week, uh, which yeah. was a five to two loss against the Padres again. And uh, another close one where our offense couldn't get anything going. Uh, Merrill Kelly threw this one, and again, he struggled. Last start he had, he did well, and this time 
he gave up four runs in one and two thirds innings. Uh, yeah. Don't quite know how that ended up happening, but uh, Kirby Yates gets another save, and they get 12 hits. The Padres get 12 hits, and we get half that. Mm-hmm. There's not much we can do again if you can't get hit. Yeah. Diamondbacks will have, be having a three-game series in San Francisco, followed by a four-game series over in Colorado. Uh, the Diamondbacks are starting uh, Robbie Ray, Taylor Clark, and Luke Weaver, aforementioned in that series, uh, starting today at 7:15. That'll be it for today. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Have a good night and goodbye. Rattle Up is produced by Benson Fector. Rattle Up is a Baseball Podcast Network production. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, Chris Sumner at Chris underscore Sumner 710 and Blake Warner at Everything D-backs. Be sure to give the Baseball Podcast Network a follow on all our social media platforms as well. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D- CAS1, SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network, and YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time.